just did you say I haven't spoken much? Yeah, so as in you can share your jorts first. Call me out for being for not contributing. No, as in as in, I've just been <laughs> talking for forever. Um <laughs> Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. We're back after a week off. I'm Zach Jackson, joined as usual by Kieran Verbruge. Hello. And joining us all the way from WA, Bianca Rose. Hello. How are we all? Both. How are we both? Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Do you enjoy your uh, week off? Yeah, no, it was it was really great. I got to um got a bit more time to spend playing uh some more games. I played a bit more Deathloop and I actually started Code Veronica last week. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> see nice. Jack's um, eyes lit up just then. Very yeah, I nice. know. I feel like I've opened both episodes of this podcast now that I've been on with Resident Evil, but I promise I I like I play more than that. Um uh yeah, that was interesting. Um, because the controls were just bum. It was um, it was awful. Yep. I feel like because I was streaming it as well, I th- everyone was just seeing me struggle for like the first hour, hour and a half, just walking in the most awkward way. I got used to it in the end, but um, I just want to know why everyone just hypes up Code Veronica all the time. Um, so I need game. to get to the bottom of it now. And it's got, oh, I don't know. It's got, uh, shout outs to Claire, Claire Redfield. I think it's Claire Redfield, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's clear. Um, yeah, that's one of my probably my favorite spin-off one. Oh, no, actually, no, Resident Evil Zero is pretty good. Though there's that. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> we'll say that for another time. <laughs> um, but yes, the controls, those uh, tank controls, they do. They haven't aged well, I don't think. Um, that's why I don't want to ruin the OG RE games by going back and playing them and just hating the, the uh, tank controls because yeah they're not uh they're much much better with the behind the shoulder view that they've got now yeah um, it's 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 very different now <laughs> yes it's much much better mr uh mr kieran hello how was uh how was your week off from the podcast uh yeah it was all right <clears throat> oh just lost my voice there <laughs> it's new new microphone it's making me nervous um yeah, that's right. What, uh, I didn't, didn't do anything extra with my time, so you uh, do sound uh, a little bit sexier than normal. What uh, what are you using that uh, is got your voice? Oh, well, uh, I'm glad you asked. I'm using the uh, the Elgato Wave Three microphone. Um, so I've swapped out the uh, the one that wasn't working too well um, from another brand that I won't mention because it wasn't working. Uh, and Same yeah, brand I've got. So. I'm giving <laughs> giving this one a go. And so far, um, yeah, sounds pretty good. When you are, uh, thank you. Oh no, you go. Sorry, I was going to say when 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 you eventually are able to read the review on the website, it will largely be based on what I'm doing now in the podcast. Nice, I think. Sounds very crisp. Yeah, it does. It sounds very very clear. It's um, good. Yeah, that's good. 
So yeah, big shout outs to Edgardo for hooking us up with that website review coming soon. No, not the web. Well, well yeah, the a review, review of the review website, on, on the website. <laughs> recorded on on my Elgato Wave Three. <laughs> well played. dot com. you fucking sucks. <laughs> well, lucky we're well hyphen played. So, <laughs> cop that. Um, all right, let's get. What have you been up to, Zach? What have I been up to? No one's no, asked you. No one, no one ever asks no one him. Cares. It's not important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. No, um, not much actually. Just, just the usual. Just playing a bit of bit of games. Bit, playing a bit of games. Is that a? I don't know. Yeah. Playing, playing some some video games. Um, working like a like slave I am, and that's it really. I bought a new computer, uh, which is very yeah very exciting. Uh, very exciting. It's got a Beastie thirty sixty Ti, if I remember correctly. Nice. Um, got a very good deal. Uh, shout outs to the person that hooked me up. I know they're a big fan of the uh, big big fan of the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, I'm looking forward to setting that up this week. I was going to do it last week, but uh, a couple of reviews. Uh, I mean, I had to focus elsewhere. But what have we all been playing? Uh, Bianca, you mentioned you've been playing uh, some Deathloop. I don't think. Mm. Were you on last week when we spoke about Deathloop? I can't remember. No, last no, week. no, yeah. Um, I was very fortunate enough um, to have been reached out to by one of the Bethesda community managers um, who uh, supplied me with a code to stream a little bit early, um, which was uh, really, really, really great. So shout out to them. Thank you. Um it's it's so enjoyable. I was so hooked. Like I almost wish I just took the entire like few days off, like of launch, just so I can really sink my teeth into it because it, it was just so addictive. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that, and I've been playing Battlefield Five on and off with a mate, um, recently as well. Just getting excited for the new one. Um, but yeah, no, Deathloop's been absolutely fantastic. I can't stop raving about it. Yeah, I haven't um, I haven't gone back to it. I really, really want to. I actually got a week off again next week because I'm just a hoarder of annual leave and they're making me take it. So might get around to it, might not. I might have... You have to let me know when you jump on and I'll invade your run. Oh, mate, if you listen to the podcast, I don't have a good record with surviving. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to turn it to... Single player only, only AI Juliana, and she'll still probably beat me. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Um, I need to get, uh, I need to get some more skills. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm like a young child out in the wild there, learning, learning all the skills. I need to uh, develop a bit more. But no, I'm keen to maybe get stuck into it next week if I don't, uh, if I'm not too busy playing other stuff, which we can't say. Um, can't disclose. <laughs> I was gonna, I was, I was thinking, can I talk about it? Can I even say that I'm playing it? No, I can't. But um, yeah, nice. Anything else you've been playing, or? Uh, could I talk about Not, the game I'm reviewing? Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. This is just okay. This is just yeah. Basic. Oh, that's it. That's, that's it. Then it? Battlefield, Battlefield, Deathloop, and Code Veronica, and a bit of Phasmophobia. How's that going? Oh, I'm terrified. I hate it. I got peer pressured into it. I don't. I don't do well. I think if you know what phasmophobia is, um, like you can basically call upon like a a demon or a spirit or some kind of 
supernatural creature in a certain location and I that you know they can pop out of nowhere and I don't do too well so I don't think my friends enjoy playing with me very much because I kind of just ditch them as soon as I hear something go off or whatever um and I just run right out the house or the barn or wherever I am uh but it's you know it's getting close to Halloween so I'm trying to crack out some um more scary stuff what's the uh what's the scariest game you've played that you can think of Resident Evil 7 by far huh. yeah yeah I'm playing that in VR soon. I know I mentioned that the last time I was on, and I'm just trying to find a night to. That is a bit spooky. To do that, yeah. The first half yeah, of that game that's is, probably the yeah, scariest. Is uh, yeah, very. But the back half, you finished it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I finished yeah, it. Yeah, the back half is not not so spooky. No, it's definitely the first. Like yeah. even just the opening itself, like I'm dreading playing that in VR. But the scary, <laughs> if I'm really gonna embarrass myself, talk about you know I I talk about enjoying Resident Evil, but I cannot. And you can laugh. It's okay. I cannot play Five Nights at Freddy's. There's just something about toys <laughs> or something. I can't. I can't even look at the cover. Like it's just it's gross and it's disgusting and it annoys me that like kids half my age or you know younger can play it and stuff. Like I can't even watch it. Like it's just I hate I hate jumpy things. It's like so, people I don't know. who have a fear of clowns. One of my good mates. Says I think it's like that. Clowns. Has to be. Um, even like at a time zone. There, there was something like an animatronic that kind of looked like something out of Five Nights, and I just couldn't, I couldn't stand near it. It was too weird. It was, yeah, it's very similar to Clouds. I couldn't, nah. Even just thinking about it now, it's just grossing me out. It's sick. <laughs> nice, um, Kieran. What, what have you been playing? Uh, not much that I can talk about. I don't think. Hmm. Outside of review stuff, at least. Yeah. Have you? You haven't jumped into Deathloop at all yet? I I started it. I played m- not even an hour. Uh, okay. And then I kind of got pulled into other things. Um, but I definitely, definitely want to continue with it. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, we may as well... Uh, no, hang on. What have I been playing? I did, did, I did say I've been playing. What have you been playing? Uh, we'll talk about most stuff soon because most of it's in the next section. But I have... I've dabbled a little bit further in the Sherlock Holmes preview. I think I know I mentioned I played like um, maybe like half an hour or so mm. last time or an hour, but uh, I played maybe a couple of hours now. Um, I was going to do a preview, but it's actually one of the ga- those games that I'm quite keen for. So I decided to not do a preview and stop playing it and hold out for the full game. So... Shout-outs to Paul for being an understanding PR bloke. This is the first time he's hearing of it, so I'm <laughs> sure, sure he'll get it. Um, but no, I'm definitely keen. Yeah, it's it's very cool. I think I, I really do like how they've um, taken a more creative approach with this one, uh, sort of telling their own story of Sherlock, which they kind of always have, but it's always been based on more based on a a truer representation of the actual character but this time it feels like you know they've made him a bit younger and they've added new characters and stuff like that so it feels even though it's still Sherlock it, it feels like a, like a fresh take on it if that sort of makes it a bit of sense but no I'm keen I've only sort of yeah dabbled in it. and it is very if you played The Sinking City it's, it's very much um, an enhanced and smoother and more polished sort of version of that so I'm keen to uh yeah go uh go handsome with the game on November 
16th, I think. I think I know we said this last time, but I've already forgotten the date. Yeah, like like I said, I'm I'm very keen for it. Um, November 16th. Okay, cool. I was right. Uh, and I think that's it that I can talk about. So maybe I haven't been playing that much at all, actually. Oh, wow. All right, well, let's get stuck into it. Maybe one, one thing, we'll, we'll quickly go over a couple of games that we, we can talk about for review. Firstly, because Adam um, had uh, better things to do than come here and, and hang with us. Rude. So, yeah, very rude. But he reviewed Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, for Well Played, and gave it a 7.5. Um, his review, let me just read his final thoughts to you. If I can find the review, I thought I had it up previously, but I don't. But um, yeah, that's that 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 is one of the games that I've been playing. Uh, I mean, my girlfriend have played maybe f- five hours, maybe four hours of that. Uh, I'm sort of I'm coming coming off the bench when I uh, when I when I'm called upon to beat a boss or do some combat. Um, mostly, it's just Anna playing in me watching uh it is very 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 beautiful um the graphics and the visuals are immaculate um and it it literally does feel like it's made by an animation studio that's you know that you wouldn't uh be too surprised to hear that you know they've worked on like a pixar movie or something like that because it it does look like or does feel like you're you're playing a, a, a pixar video game um I'm conflicted a little bit about the combat, so I, I want to hear more on Kieran's thoughts on this. Um, so Anna, shouts to her, can't pretty much do the combat, especially the boss fights. She, it's, they're too hard. Um, and I don't... I've, I've found a couple of them... I don't know if I've found them hard, but maybe frustrating. I feel like they're not hard, but some there's... Uh, I can't remember the actual bosses, but there was one move... There's a boss that runs around like in circles, sort of, uh, and then uh, they charge at, at you, grab you and sort of pull you apart. Do you remember? It's sort of early on. Um, I don't know the boss fight, but yeah, I feel, I feel like there's this, they, they have one or two moves that it feels a little bit unlucky to get hit by them sometimes. Um, like you can be doing all the dodging that you could possibly do, but you might dodge in like the wrong direction, for example. So, you know, they might have four, you know, they do like four attacks in a row and you dodge three of them, but then you, you dodge slightly one way too forward or whatever, or not far enough to the left or t- to the side and it, it gets you. And I, yeah, I feel like it's just, it's a, it's a slightly a little bit um, frustrating by design, not so much hard, if that yeah. sort of makes a bit of sense. There are... I don't remember there being too much, too much of an issue like earlier on, but there's definitely a, a couple of late game bosses that feel a bit cheap um, yeah. to the point where at one stage I dropped it down to like the story mode difficulty just so I could get through one of the bosses. Oh, so you can, you can actually drop down the difficulty in the game. I think so. Oh, cause I asked, I was like, I said to Anna, I was like, can you just change the, change the difficulty so you can, you know, do the combat. She's like, oh, I looked and there wasn't. I haven't looked, so um, maybe there is. Yeah, I'm fairly certain you can. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely a couple of bosses that feel a bit a bit too a bit too cheap. 
Mm. Um, there's also like, uh, I don't know how recently you've played it, but they've actually updated it not too long ago yes, to make the parry move work better. Yeah. Because the parry sucked I before. I didn't even know that was a thing. I did that by accident. I, I played through the entire game not knowing there was a parry and then somebody <laughs> told me. And so when I was going oh, when no. I was going back to get the rest of the trophies, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to start parrying." And then I was like, "I don't even, I can't even make this work." Yeah. Um, but they've um, since updated it. I found that out by listening to a podcast very briefly about Kenna. I reckon it was Explosion. Right. It might have been, but it was it was somebody. Anyway, it was someone. Um, and I was like, "Oh, there's parry," but I was like, "It's not on the. I don't think it's on like the control list, is it?" I'm not sure. No. Apparently, there was well, a tutorial I mean, for it at the beginning. Right. Yeah, so I didn't really play <laughs> that. I, I sort of got given the control when it was yeah. too hard. Um, and I went to do the shield, and it did it like, uh, you know, obviously, like I, I timed it right. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, but, yeah. Overall, though, I think it's it's fine. Um, Anna's really enjoying it. She's loving uh, putting the hats on the rots. <laughs> so, uh, you know. She's having fun, you know, and that's uh, that was the main thing. It was yeah. it was more of a her game than than me. Uh, I'm it's, just sitting it's, along for for the ride. It's very good for a debut effort from mm, you know sure. a studio that's rooted in animation, not even video game development. Um, and it kind of even the yeah. um, even the other aspects like the like even like the writing and like the voice acting. Mm. It's all it's all pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it, it just nails that that tone and that vibe of sort of what it's going for. Yeah, it feels like they studied like PS2 adventure games mm. when they were yeah. designing it, which is like not necessarily a bad thing. No, of course not. Um, but yeah, no, I think I, I I read through Adam's review and I think he pretty much nailed exactly how I felt about it as well. Yeah, so I've got his review here. We'll uh, I'll read his final thoughts. Uh, for you in case you've missed it I, I know that everyone has given that a click because you're all legends uh so his final thoughts are for first release kenna is an, an absolute <clears throat> sorry kenna is an absolute triumph for ember labs it's all but unseen for an indie developer to to produce a game with production values anywhere near the heights that kenna reaches with its stunning visuals charming design and slick animations fooling many into thinking that it's a triple a title gameplay may only come into its own in the back half of the game but when everything eventually gets moving it makes for an enjoyable and endearing action platforming experience 7.5 out of 10 for that one nice um i know i wrote i said ember labs is it ember labs or ember lab i think it's ember lab yeah i think he's got uh, ember lab further down so shouts to that shouts to ember lab and ember labs if they're a thing Bianca, uh, I know that you said, I can't remember if you told me uh, or if you said on the podcast, but you were keen for Kenna? Yeah, I was. I remember seeing the trailer very early on, um, like I think one of the first times they announced it. Um, And I think the reason a game like that not only appeals to me for my own personal enjoyment um, I'm actually a, a, a sibling of a much younger sister who's uh, almost a teenager now, um, and I'm always on the hunt for more games for her to enjoy that aren't, you know, like I, I think um, probably a lot of 
uh, parents and stuff would probably empathise with this a bit. Sometimes it's hard to find a good game for kids that age that are, you know, too old for your, you know, Paw Patrol and, you know, <laughs> all of those kind of games, you know, you know. Um, but obviously I'm old enough for, you know, she's not going to be playing Apex or Battlefield with me anytime soon. But um, finding that good balance, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I think I remember showing her the trailer and I was like, oh, do you like the look of this? And I think our eyes just lit up because, you know, basically what you guys were saying about, you know, the animation and stuff really just, like, pulls you in. And, um, you know, I saw a little bit of gameplay and combat looks really fun. And I, I got her onto... Um, She's playing a bit of Horizon Zero Dawn at the moment, which she has her moments in. I, you know, a few times where I have to, you know, uh, you know, be the good older sibling I am and, um, you know, helping in the boss fights and stuff. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was interested to know what you guys thought about it too because, you know, I'm always looking for something for her to um, enjoy and get amongst and things like that. Um, I think I would enjoy personally playing it too, but, you know, when there's a game that says beautiful looking as that and I wasn't sure how approachable it was so I was listening to you talking about that boss fight that Anna was having trouble with and stuff you know whether it might be something that we could both enjoy together that's always something that I personally look for when I find some of my games sometimes you know for sure um, um and like Kieran said yeah. there is a there is a mode uh, sorry an easy mode that you can drop it down to if um you just want to sort of experience the story more and just navigate easier through the um yeah the combat um she has got my stubbornness though um so I, I did recommend getting her to drop a bit of horizon down and she was like nah not doing it and i was like oh all right then play, uh, um play but yeah that's, i like having that option yeah <laughs> um no i think uh yeah i think for this is a great game for children and, and kieran i was going to mention before um but it feels like the ps5 has really nailed that uh, that balance of adult games yeah. and, and 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 kid friendly, um, you know, titles like they've they've got your Eternals, um, and your Demon Souls or Demons Souls, whatever it's called, and then you've got your Ratchet and your Sackboy, and now you've got this. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they're doing doing great. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, excuse me. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think uh, that is definitely something that you should. Look into it, and it's pretty cheap. It's only fifty nine dollars. Yes, I think oh, yeah, it's a lot bucks. cheaper than yeah. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And there is a retail, uh, a physical version coming out later this year, and it will be coming to Australia. The local distributor has confirmed. Cool. Um, all right, so I'll quickly talk about FIFA before we go move on. I know that everyone is massive fans of FIFA here at uh, Well Played. <laughs> everyone loves their sports. What's that? Crickets. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, so the new FIFA's out. I've uh, had a chance to go hands-on with it for maybe half a dozen 70 showers. Um, I love my FIFA's every year. Last year didn't didn't really grab me as much as I was hoping it would. Um, but this one is very good. I think this is definitely one of the one of the better ones that have released over the past few years. It's definitely a lot more realistic. Um, what does that mean? You know, 
So they've, what, what they've in, introduced is uh, what they call hypermotion technology. I like how you ask the question to yourself because you know that neither of us care. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> well, I actually, I like, I do have some like valid questions to ask you, I guess, as someone who, well, I'll let you obviously actually, yes, chat, yes. Uh, talk about FIFA first, yes. but Bianca I'll ask, I've got some fan. questions for you later. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I, 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 oh, no, I, okay, uh, hold on. That's back me up here. your on. heightening expectations Damn. here. No, I, I grew up watching um, football with, um, my family, uh, some of which who um, were from the UK. So I, um, yeah, I, I love, I love watching soccer and I used to play a little bit when I was mm. younger, but um, I think I only owned one FIFA game and that was like FIFA 15, I think on the PS3, but I, I have questions for you. So I'll let you keep talking right. about the new FIFA <laughs> now. <and then>. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they've, have, have uh, so this FIFA utilizes hypermotion technology, which is essentially a shit ton of motion capped, uh, motion capped uh, players and moves and all that sort of stuff. So uh, you'll find that players in, in the game will actually react more realistically and authentically than they sort of, then it feels, feels more like a proper simulation rather than a soccer or a football video game, if that sort of makes a bit of sense um you know players move you know with, with more real, real, realism and um bigger players you know or, or bigger names like your messi's and your ronaldo's they all feel like you're playing as as you know as that player i, I guess they kind of have in the past a little bit um but they definitely this time around they feel more more, more like their own in, individual player rather than just the best players in in the game um and the actual like the gameplay itself is a bit slower um so it's not as quite as fast paced which i get i guess which makes sense because it's because it is slower um but it does resemble uh like proper matches where you can't just fang it down the wing whip it in the box you know and score score a wonder goal um every time you know it, it takes a little, little bit more build-up play um and, and passing is a lot more crucial in this one so um it sort of feels like when you score like a, like a, like a good goal like you know with you know good passing and good movement it feels like you've actually done that yourself rather than this the computer you know than just using good players um but no i, I i've enjoyed it um i've spent most of my time in career mode which has got a a, a few uh, big changes. The biggest change is that you can actually create a club and uh, enter them into any league uh, in the game. So, Sporting Jorts uh, is is the team that I, that I I started, and uh, they they're playing in the in the German league. Um, they've got nice teal uh, jerseys there. Um, so yeah, that's cool, and you can. Um, if you when when you do create a club, you can customize like anything. So create career mode is will let you either uh, act as like the like the coach or the manager as it's called, and you can control you know team management contracts and all, and all that sort of stuff, uh, as well as playing the games. Um, the other side is, is you can actually be a player and have a career and you know build your career up and and that sort of thing. I I go into the more the more management side and, and players, the whole team. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, Burnley are actually winning games, unlike in, in real life, uh, which is good. So, <laughs> uh, 
what else what, what other changes i haven't got, got my review on me it's pretty it's like 60 percent written so um well i wanted to ask like i guess i mean as someone who hasn't obviously played a lot of the most recent fifa games and obviously the game of soccer is never really going to sorry soccer football is never really going to change um what like what would you say separates like apart from the hyper motion which is like sounds like a really really cool feature is there anything else that particularly separates it from like probably maybe the last couple of years like um so this is always the hardest part of reviewing fifa games yearly is describing those like nuances like between each title and like you could you know it's it's easy to say oh it's the most realistic fifa it's got hyper motion but you know what does that actually mean you know how does that actually play and and it's sort of like i've said like players feel more they resemble more of the actual player that you're playing um does it feel more natural than more like ai like correct kind yeah. of so yeah and, so passing in in like so so yeah passing in, in previous fifa games has felt sticky i guess it's probably a good word like you know you just pass and the players sort of control it perfectly and you know th- there's very little consequence for you know for bad passes because the computer or like the the ai will just control it um whereas here it feel, feels like you know you make a bad pass you know you get punished um you know yeah so there's actual like consequences yeah. i guess and i guess and then i guess like does it feel more like rewarding when you do work yeah. towards that eventual goal like compared to 100%. i guess like what they've done in the previous years because of the way they've like changed up the ai a little bit yeah, well, to respond so you to can, yeah so scoring because i play as shit teams often or lesser teams you know i don't go to psg and that like everyone else but it's always it, it's always a grind um kicking goals and you know and when you do and when when, when you do get that you know, when you do hit the back of the the net, it's always a delicious feeling. Um, oh, sorry, I was going to ask as well. What console did you? PS Five. So, what was it like with the Dual Sense controller? Sorry, I was going to ask you that as yeah, well. Yeah, it... it's funny. I didn't mention. I didn't uh, notice. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, didn't notice much compared to last year because last year felt it was more implemented. Like in last year's yeah. FIFA, if you were running, if your player was a bit, you know, fatigued. Uh, it, you would you would have to push the sprint button a bit harder and stuff like that. Oh. This time around, yeah. this time around, I didn't really notice it, um, but maybe I didn't gas my players as much as this year. I haven't dabbled um, in the online yet because I because not mm-hmm. so the the majority of my time with FIFA is spent playing against a mate or mates yeah. on online and you know just playing career, um, career mode. Um, so yeah, I haven't really. Yeah, I haven't played against anybody else. So playing against opposition, uh, sorry, uh, the computer, and then playing against human opposition is is very, very, very different. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when Mm. when I do play. But, I mean, yeah, the simple answer to the first thing is it it feels more like real football. It feels like it's proper football Um, Mm -hmm. and not less of a a video game. I mean, it's still a video game, of course. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, and the other things that are there, like, so there's a bunch of modes. So there's like pro clubs, which is uh, another popular online mode. And there's, oh, there's a, have they still got the street mode? Is that still so in That is uh, what they call Volta. Um, yeah. I've only played one arcade match. That's fine. I mean, 
I don't really know anybody who plays it that much. Yeah, um, I don't hear much about it. I just know of it, but I was like, oh, I've been, like, have I not heard mm. much about it because people don't enjoy it as much or whatever the case is. It's just, it's just not, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't really... And what about the... um Ultimate Team? What about the Ultimate Team stuff? Yeah. I don't really go into that personally. I haven't tried it yet. I've I've scrolled through it. Uh, basically, it's 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 more of the same, isn't it? You know, mm. open packs, spend money on coins. Um, and it's, you know, it's very much that. I'm guessing that hasn't really changed format too no, much. No, so uh, there are some things that they have done uh, which are called preview packs. So you can trying to remember what it actually it was i think it's you can preview a pack so you can see what you'll get in the pack before you buy it but if you don't buy it that like that pack then you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can preview another pack i can't remember if it's like i can't remember if it's 24 hours or not Uh, but but i think if you buy that pack you can then preview another pack right but if you don't buy it then you can't preview then you know yeah so that's the risk you know you might preview a pack and then go these cards are shit, um, but then you have, but then you can't preview the next pack. Anyway, anyway, so that's FIFA. It's pretty good. I think I'm looking at like an eight point five. I know people are probably tuning out, skipping, <laughs> skipping ahead. <laughs> um, but I'm having fun with it, so it's good. That's the main. That's thing. the main thing. That's always the main thing. I'm having fun with it. I actually do have one question after all that. All right. I know I don't want to draw it out any longer. Um, <laughs> but am I correct in saying that that hypermotion thing is next gen exclusive or like new gen exclusive? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure that I read that too. I think somewhere that. Well, the the rest of my question is, I'm, yeah, this is based on this is based on what I think I read. So maybe I'll have to confirm this. But um, I or someone was telling me that there's no crossplay because the older platforms don't have hypermotion. Um. I don't know the answer to that. Sorry. Let me. Uh, I'm just having a, just having a quick Google. No, you're right. So hypermotion will hypermotion tech will only be available with the PS5 Stadia and the Series X and S. Um, you, yeah. So there you go. Um, no, you're right. And there's no cross generation multiplayer. Yes, correct. Um, um, all right. I never. I've I've never done that anyway. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, but that, but that is a good point. Do you think? Uh, do you think that that's a good trade-off? Do you think that it hypermotion is worth not being able to play with people on on a PS4? I was going to ask the same thing. That was um, that was my actual question. I just had to get yeah. there through facts first. <laughs> um, like, is that kind of also like asking? I guess you know, for people who have the PS5, are they better off just buying a PlayStation Four copy to play with their mates? And it's, then it's a two-part answer. I don't think. Um, I think if you took online seriously, yes, it would it would probably be an unfair advantage. To who I don't know, it could go either way. Um, to people who like, if I went online, you know, let's just say the hypermotion gives me an advantage over pe- people that don't, you know, have that tech. Um, a good online paper player would still shred me like a Sunday roast. Um, I would get murdered. Um, I've been, I've copped many spankings online in my life on FIFA, like double digits, I'm talking, just roasted, um, shamed, some would say. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
I'd say more yes. More yes. <laughs> But I, I guess the, I guess the question is, would you rather buy the PS5 version and not get to play with your friends, but you get hypermotion in your game? Yes, hundred percent. Because it's because it's a whole different. Think of it as a different engine, I guess, if yeah. you want to call it like that. Because all the AI is all coded and, and written differently. So, like goalkeepers are a very good example. Like they're 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 all being like revamped to react differently and. Um, it's not as easy to score in some situations and goalkeepers react, you know, the, the, like the best goal, goalkeepers in the world, like they all react like they sort of do in like real life. So like, um, like, like Burnley's goal, goalkeeper, he often like dives on, on the ball and lays on it for a couple of seconds. And in the game, like that's like, you know, he, he, uh, does that. And he's also, cause he's such a, uh, like a, he's quite big and tall he he always comes out a lot for when they have like corners and stuff like that mm. versus for, versus other keepers who like to stay back. So you'll find that this hypermotion tech tech uh, those goalkeepers will react as they would in real life. So Pope, who's Burnley's goalkeeper, will come out and you know he'll attack corners, whereas someone like a Edison from a from a, like a Man City will hang back a little bit more. So it, it's hard, like it's. Yeah, I think if you were talking about it from a competitive point of view, it would depend on the actual player's skill. Like, I have no doubt that good players would still roast bad players, even. But um, I would rather get the hypermotion tech than play with PS4 plebs. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to draw out of me? Is that what... No, that's it. <laughs> no, I've figured it out now. Um, maybe should, should this be a FIFA... A FIFA podcast. FIFA spoiler cast. Um, <laughs> all right, Bianca, you've uh, you've been reviewing your second game for us, a game yeah. that Karen and I pledged way back in two thousand and question mark eighteen. I know. I'm like it, it, like excited and also like nervous to chat about it because I didn't realize you guys already had like a pre-existing like you know connection to this game already. Um, so I was really interested to see what all the buzz is about. So the game that I reviewed is called um, Away, the Survival Series. Um, and it's done by a um, an indie... Uh, uh, it's, like, it's an indie action adventure video game, we'd call it. Um, and they've worked on some big AAA titles before, but the developer's called Breaking Walls. Um, do, you mean, basically, sorry, do you mean some of the devs from this studio has worked on big games? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember. This is, um, this is that Assassin's Creed, I feel like, was debut. one of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is like the debut title. So this is also like a really big deal as well. Um, so uh, I, I remember reading um, what other titles they did, uh, like Assassin's Creed. Uh, they had experience working on Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, nice. uh, Far Cry, which is really, really cool. Um, it's a nice Ubisoft game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
the the premise of a way the survival series it's pretty much um it's like a, it, without making it sound like boring because it definitely isn't it's it's a nature a nature documentary but in the style of a video game um so you play um in basically it's it's a it's a world like ours i want to say pretty much this earth set not too far in the future um and you play as a little baby sugar glider um called a joey and basically the story is about his adventure to find his family um which is very very sweet there's a very like open world survival game um that i've got a chance to play out on the pc um it is coming out for console or is out out for console now mm-hmm. as well uh, i think it's coming to xbox a bit later off no, I think uh, off memory the same day no, I think it was different. Mm. I'm just on the official website. Okay. Um, Xbox is later, yeah, cool. but um, Steam, PlayStation, and PS5, it should be out now. Yeah. Um, yeah, on, on, I, I have really mixed feelings about it because I've, I've obviously I haven't played anything like this before, you know, something in the style of a documentary. Um, so I was really interested to see I have a question how this was going to work. Yeah, go So on. when you mm. say it's in the style of a documentary, what do you actually mean? Yeah, so what I mean by that is basically you, as you play as the Joey, your kind of life is being narrated yeah, by this voice that's almost very like similar to David Attenborough. So it's, um, it's being described to you as the player as like, uh, you know, the young Joey ventures with his family into the wild. And uh, and as as you go along in the story, he's kind of narrating his thoughts and feelings as it goes. And it's, um, uh, it's, it's very educational in that aspect. When you come across different creatures and different animals that you got to hunt down, you'll get a narrated kind of look into, you know, what the animal is. And if they're, you know, friend or foe, prey, predator, you know, um, so uh, I, I, I think it's a, it's a very unique style of game to play and narration plays into the educational like value of the game really, really well. Um, and sometimes I would just get so lost in the game, listening to the, the world around me. I think that's something that really stands out about the game is the music and the soundscape, the sound design is absolutely unbelievable. Um, they've actually got an award-winning composer who's done um, nature, like, uh, documentaries for BBC um, working on this game. Uh, so, and it, that's so evident when you play it. Like, I felt so relaxed playing it at, at times until the story builds up a little bit and this beautiful, like, lush environment around you has its moments where it starts to crumble and things get chaotic. You know, you're in the wild um, and having to face you know, dangers of, like, other animals or even, like, the environment, like, trees collapsing and fires and things like that. Um, and because this joey is so small, everything around you is massive and it's it, it's gorgeous. And I think for this indie team, the the look of the game is, I, I, like, I'm so impressed. It's stunning. Um, but in saying that... Um, the game still feels quite rough um, in terms of the actual controls. Uh, so with when you play as a sugar glider, um, he can sprint across different areas. You can climb trees. You can 
uh, jump and glide into certain areas, but there was a lot of awkwardness um, when it came to controlling the Joey along different like platforms and different areas and heights and levels. And um, because the games were based on exploration and things like that, it just really hindered what was an enjoyable experience of the game. Um, so there, there'd be like moments like um, where I'd be on a on a tree climbing like a really high branch and I'd aim for the next branch and I'd jump, but he kind of just goes off the other way or doesn't quite hit the branch, even though I know I've aimed for it and it's locked on. And it's like the first couple of times I'm like, oh, drats. And then when it gets to like later on in the game where it's constantly happening, um, it, 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 it made me so sad because the game has the potential to be like so much better if it was a little bit more, I think, refined in its controls and its movement. And because, like I said, it is a exploration game where movement's such a heavy factor, like mechanic, I guess, it's like that element of it almost frustrated me because I knew that deep down I was enjoying it, but this, it just let the game down, I feel like, as a whole. I feel really sad saying that. Um, but, um, Look, I mean, it's it's a game unlike anything I've played and, like, the story and stuff is is beautiful and, like I said, the score and the visuals are uh, to die for, I think. Um, but it's just it's just the main, like, meat, like, the juiciness, you know, of the actual gameplay mechanics that uh, just still don't feel, sm like, smooth, like, like, refined enough to really help me enjoy it as much as I probably could have. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my very strong feelings on it at the moment. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. Um, Cause mm. I've read your, uh, the draft of your review and I yes. didn't realize this until I, I read your review or maybe I didn't mm. and I'd forgotten it, but so the world that you play in, um, so yeah. I played the, the initial demo. Kieran, did you ever play that? The initial demo that you, would have got with your Kickstarter code. Um, I played a, the played alpha demo. To... Yeah, I played a little bit yeah. of it. Yeah, that was really cool. And that and like I do recall that music being um, excellent. But uh, in your review, you mentioned how there's no more. It's it, it's a post-human world. Yeah. So um. So is it like the last yeah, of us sorry. with, uh, <laughs> with, with sugar lighters, pretty much? Uh, <laughs> um, well, it's, it's interesting because there's just no human life there at all. And, um, so why is it's, that? It's not, well, I think the, it's, it's something that you've, you got to kind of discover okay. while you play. So I won't say too much, but, you, um, how, like, is, is it, is it something that the narrator tells you or, or is there stuff Yeah. So at the, at the beginning of the game, like, cause you, obviously notice all around you the environment's all lush and it's it, it's just uh you know filled with all this different like wildlife um the narrator does hint here and there about the fact that humans didn't quite make it um and it, it doesn't go into too much detail um but it does the game and the narrator does draw your attention to these like abandoned man-made um, uh, I guess like buildings or, um, machines that have, you know, obviously rusted and worn away and, uh, broken down. And, um, during the game, there's actually like a few little odd collectibles you can find. So, um, 
you while you're adventuring around uh, if you start to hear this beeping um it usually means there's a hologram nearby um and if you step on it you activate it and you actually get to hear and see these humans who are kind of basically documenting i guess what would have been around their last kind of um you know attempts to try and live on this planet um and uh, there's a pictures of uh, actually it was a little, and I think Kieran will like this, uh, it was a little, I don't know what you want to call it, like a shelter that I found this hologram in. And on these walls there were these screens of like it must have been everybody's pets like at the time uh, from that time. And Kieran could probably explain why I brought that up in a second. Um, and it's it was almost kind of like sad because, you know, there are no cats and dogs in as well you're living in they're all big beasts and you know the narrator explains that certain species have learned to evolve and adapt to this world that has obviously um uh I, I guess it developed into a space where humans can no longer inhibit it and you know live within it um it, it was always kind of sad to see all these really cute photos of pets but um Kieran did you want to um explain why I might mention that because my pet is on that wall somewhere <laughs> i was trying to look for them but it must be a different photo because i was yeah trying to, i actually don't I remember what photo you, i sent which... them um but yeah that was one of the original uh kickstarter backer reward tiers for the i think like 150 to 200 dollars that i spent back in the game um which i don't regret a cent of by the way it's one of the first holograms you find. So I'm going to jump into that as um, soon you know, as we finish up this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You should definitely, you'll, you'll find it quite early on. But uh, yeah, to answer um, Zach's question, uh, yeah, you do, you do find out a little bit later on, um, but I won't give too much away. I think it's just the fun of the holograms, yeah. just adding that extra layer of story and context to what's actually happened to the world. i got one more quick question for you. But and then we can mm-hmm. then we can wrap it up. So you mentioned sort of uh, some gameplay stuff about how you can glide and and mm-hmm. climb and that sort of stuff. But it's yeah. obviously a survival game. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that. So because obviously you yeah. know, you're a little baby sugar glider. You know you're not gonna mm. be able to fight off predators and stuff like that. So well, yeah, yeah. How, how does that aspect work? Yeah, so on the, I don't know what the button is on a controller because I didn't use my controller too much um, when I was playing it on Steam, but um, your R button on the keyboard actually allows for an ability called your, like your instinct. So basically the entire screen, all the colours change and uh, food becomes highlighted one particular colour. Um, I think it's usually green because, you know, green means good. Um, and then uh, tall grass um, to hide in during like more stealthy kind of, uh, scenarios when there's wolves or something nearby it just it just makes that survival it, it's basically your survival instinct kicking in um it's got a certain meter that kind of depletes over time so you can't have it on all the time that's almost too easy <laughs> um so that element's good and the the actual layout of just like your hunger and your health is just really simple in the bottom so as long as you're eating the right stuff you're supposed to eat and not like me and think it's funny to go eat a black widow spider and then watch your health deplete. I don't know why I decided to do that. I just wanted to see what would happen. Kieran shaking his head at me. We've all um, been there. The, na- the narrator also told me off and said I would be 
clever enough not to do that again. So I thought that was a bit cheeky because I was like, yeah, I know. Um, uh, yeah, no, the instinct aspect of it was um, was pretty good and it was really, uh, really important with some, like, later, I guess, stealthy boss battles. Um, it, it's just a heads up if you're not a big fan of spiders or big, big insects, um, you might not necessarily have a good time in some <laughs> some sections of the game because it did gross me out a little. But, um, yeah, the survival aspect is very, very simple and very straightforward and um, easy to follow. Uh, just got to make sure you just watch your step if you don't know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. Last one. Uh, so your review should be up by the time that this podcast goes live. Um, I'm definitely going to jump into it uh, possibly tonight. I might play some more Fever mm-hmm. Fish and wrap wrap that up. But no, I'm keen to um, finally get uh, my hands on the on the full game after uh, backing it. So very, very nice. Look forward to your full review there. All right. The last review we have to talk about is me again. So get prepared for another long <laughs> waffle session. <laughs> Garen's like, fuck. It'll be here for another uh, five try hours. Try not to waffle too much. <laughs> um, and that's Hot Wheels Unleashed. Uh, so, I don't know that, Kieran, you've dabbled in this a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. So you, can, you can chime in and add to the add to the length, so to speak. Um, Always do. So, <laughs> so Hot Wheels Unleashed uh, is a arcade racer that is obviously based on the iconic toy car it's made by a developer called milestone and i've completely forgotten uh what other game they have made so apologies to they've got a pedigree racing games right yeah, like yeah, yeah. um they come from a racing game background i should just have a quick i feel like it's like the like the ride games or like like some micro motorbike sims or something um monster energy ride yeah yeah so they they make the ride games and monster energy and moto gp and stuff yeah um i've not played any of those i don't think um but uh i mean this is one that i definitely that i previewed earlier in the year and based on what i played only a handful of hours um it, it was very very fun the full release though is fun um but it is a little bit frustrating. Um, why? Because uh, why I did, I did that again? What, why am I asking myself questions? Why today? Zach? Um, it's fine. Someone's got to talk to you. <laughs> uh, Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Right, because um, there have been previous Hot Wheels titles in the past, right? All bad. Oh, were they not? All what? Hot, so like hot garbage. That's that's what they should be called. <laughs> really bad. Um, yeah. Well, what I wanted to ask because I've never I've never played a Hot Wheels game, but I played plenty of Mario Kart, Trackmania, Trackmania, um, and I, yeah, like I I mean I think of Hot Wheels and I think of all those like super big loop like mm. looped loops and stuff. Kind kind of like like Trackmania a bit, um, but I haven't seen too much of Hot Wheels. Like, how does it compare to? I- other like colorful larger than life like racing I'll games probably, and kieran can probably answer this better than i can but i wouldn't maybe associate it that much as with a with kart racing maybe in terms of fun but in terms of actual mechanics not so much um mm-hmm. but it's definitely uh like for like for, for track mania like it's definitely got yeah got that's DNA the vibes i got too in it um and mm. i actually mentioned that in my review but for another um element of the game but it, so yeah, it's just an arcade racer. There's 66 uh, 
cars included from the start. That they are going to bring out more cars um, in the future. I think there's like season. Is that for the season? Yeah, pass? I think there's season passes. I'm not quite sure how they work yet. I haven't. I haven't really looked into that. I probably should have. Great, great uh, review. I am. <laughs> um, but you know, there's some awesome looking cars. But I think uh, and each car has like a lot, like its own traits. So you know, have different levels of acceleration, braking, handling, and levels of boost. Um, Kieran, you might agree, you might not have played enough, I'm not, not too sure, but once you kind of find a car or a handful of cars that you like, generally you don't sort of deviate too too far from them. Like I pretty much, when I finally got the... Um, hang on, I'll explain this other part first. So uh, you only start off with a few cars and then you can and then you unlock cars as you go through uh, the main campaign, if you want to call it that, which is, which is the mode uh, known as Hot... Hot Wheels City Rumble, um, and that's just like a big map filled with different events that you've got to complete. Uh, and com- and com- uh, when you finish those, you'll you'll unlock uh, new cars directly. Sometimes um, the other main or the, the main way that, that you get cars is called uh, through what they call blind boxes, which are basically loot boxes. So um, yeah, so, so you will win these blind boxes, and then. Uh, you have to open them and then and then that'll give you a vehicle. And the other way is there's a shop in the in the, the main menu which you can actually buy. Uh, it'll have five different cars. Uh, maybe I think it's like every four or five hours. Um, I, well, yeah, I'm not sure if that's. I think it, it's a it's like round about that. And then the stock will refresh every like four or five hours, and you can buy cars directly. So I actually just went onto the shop randomly one time just to see like what was there and the car that I played in the demo uh, sorry in the preview the dragon blaster was there so I was like and I had just enough coins to buy it so I bought it um but blind boxes like I said is the main way the most annoying thing about blind boxes um I don't really mind this system because it's it's fine like the way like the actual system it's it's not too egregious in in how it's done it's just shit how how it's mechanically works so the main the main mode is is the hot wheel city rumble and after you complete uh certain events you'll get blind boxes so you would think that you want that when you're in this mode that you'll be able to unlock the blind boxes just you know but you know by, hey you've got a blind box push x to open it or whatever no you have to go out of that mode back into another menu which is which is in the main menu which is collection i think no shop. I think yeah. Sorry. So you have to go to the shop menu, go to the blind box menu, then go down to open your blind box. Then it opens it up. So let's just say you want to. You've just finished a race. You go cool. I've got a blind box. Get out of that shop blind box. Open it. Back to the main menu. Back to the hot to the Hot Wheels City Rumble me- menu, and then continue. It's just. It's too many steps. Yeah. It's for. If yeah. there were multiple ways that you got access to these blind boxes, I, I could maybe understand it, but there's not really. There's only two ways. You can either buy them directly from the shop, which is in that same menu, or you win them in this progression, uh, in, yeah, as, as progression uh, in this mode. I, I don't understand how they could not have seen that this is a super tedious way of handling this mechanic. Um, and it, can you open a few at a time? Or yes, do you... correct. Yeah. So that's basically, yeah, okay, so that's basically what what I did is I would stockpile. You know, I'd get four or five blind boxes, then go fine, I'll go I don't know, I'll go back and I'll open it. 
The other thing is that you can is that you can unlock multiple cars. So uh, sorry, uh, the same car like multiple times. So you, you might unlock the same car, but you can sell them or you can um, what's the right word? You can deconstruct them for resources. So there's two resources in the game. There's currency, which is called coins, and then there's gears. Which so gears will allow you to upgrade the cars. The where blind boxes are okay is that if you bought if you um buy a blind box it's 500 coins and the majority of the cars that you unlock will you can resell them back to the game for 500 coins or more based on their rarity um so it's not too bad so generally if you get a if you get a car that you've already got you can just go sell it back buy another blind box and you know try again so in that regard it's not too bad it's just the way that they are handled is just a bit shit um but the racing is 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 very fun it is very it's a very true arcade racer um very simple um accelerate and you drift pretty much and then on the tracks uh, there's these speed strips and speed uh points uh where which will give you some boost and there's also um little like recharge things that'll uh, recharge your boost if you uh, go over it and then some levels have some obstacles like uh, spider webs or or acid um that will like fuck you up if you uh go over it racing's like i found the racing when the racing was good it, it, i thought it was very good um the only negative i would have on it and this is something that kieran and i have spoken about is that it feels like mistakes are punished way too severely. So, mm. and what I mean by that, and sometimes it can be your own fault, and that's fine, and I'm 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 okay with that. Like if I've fucked up, you know, I can I can take that. But when if you're fanging around this corner and you get clipped by another car and you spin and tumble and you flip over the edge, and then you have to and then you have to go. You pretty much once you're behind, or once you've lost ground mid like halfway through. Um, through a race you basically have to restart there's no point going to the end of it because most of the time you you just can't catch up if you've if you've been knocked back far enough um and that happens several several times is that you know um you might get pushed ever so slightly into a corner or you'll or you'll drift and you'll you'll slightly nudge like, like a wall and then you'll tumble um other times i simply just fanged a boost and i just rocketed off the off the track you know into the environment and you know that that was my fault but i did find that yeah i was doing like a lot of restarts uh kieran you thought the same yeah i like i think my biggest one was 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 the jumps um because a lot of the time you know if you don't take the jump dead straight you you run so much risk of like missing you know going off one of the sides or if someone nudges you just as you're about to take the jump or if you've you know just exited a drift and you go at a bit of an angle like the jumps should like there's heaps of them in every track because they're they should be really exciting but they just end up being like whenever i see one i get anxious because i'm like fuck i'm gonna have to restart the race if i don't do this properly yeah Um, i agree and you know jumps in the loops i mean the, the loops aren't that bad because you can't really go off the track from those but i think like you're right you know you, you should be going as fast as you can over yeah. these jumps to because it's you know because it's awesome yeah but instead instead you're 
making sure that you don't use your boost because there's a chance if you, that if you boost too close to the jump, you know, you'll go flying over the track. Um, so that so that was a little bit disappointing, and that might be you know maybe being nitpicky, but which I saw someone commented on um, on my review on the website. They said there's lots of nitpicking in this review, um, but fuck yeah, uh, <laughs> I. But uh, yeah, no, like I, th- I thought it was it was pretty good fun as a racer. Um, definitely something that I can pick up and play a handful of t- you know races and then go back to doing what I was doing. There's heaps of races, like there's tons of content in terms of actual events and stuff. There's lots of stuff to do, and there's and and they have committed to to you know bringing a lot of content post launch as well. So there's a lot here to like, and and the car models are chef's kiss, amazing. Um, like you can you can and I don't like I I know I've said this before, but you can see like the details, like the plastics and the chrome, and like the different yeah. It's just the models are they they would stand you know stand well against like forts or like Gran Turismo models. I was saying to someone today actually like this is probably the first game based on like licensed toys where they actually look like toys. Little toys, yeah. Like you you got you know you like Lego games and stuff like that where they try to sort of, you know, it's it's Lego but in a video game. It's not like mm. Lego. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. this, these look like Hot Wheels toys in real time. Yeah. I agree. Uh, to the like to the point where you get like you can see like the little the joins in the plastic. You can see yeah. like thumbprints on some of them and like. I think if you you can see the screws. I think on some like little tiny screws. Yeah, on, I think. it's pretty cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that yeah. detail. It is very very cool. The other thing, very very quickly, I'll and I won't go into this too much because I just it'll just make me make a butt hurt. But um, there's a track builder. And I love track builders. If you played Trackmania Turbo, you might have played one of my absolutely terrible tracks that I've made. That's pretty much impossible to to play now. Kieran shaking, no, he hasn't. Um, but I used to love like making tracks in uh, Trackmania Turbo. Just the dumbest shit like that I can make, and then I'd race it, and just it would just be imp- impossible. So here, there is a track builder. You can do it from the start, but it's not complete. Which it's fine because you can make tracks, but they're but they're just going to be basic. Essentially, when you go through this campaign mode, you unlock um, the resources, the blind boxes, and then you can also unlock uh, track parts for the track builder, which is something that I find kind of weird um, because there because like I said, there's a ton of content in this in this campaign, and if you were someone who just wanted to jump in. From the you know, you might do half a dozen races and go, yeah, cool. Now I want to, you know, just spend hours building dumb tracks. You know, there's just you can't. Well, you can, but you can't maximize the options because half the shit's locked, um, and you got to go through the content. Uh, sorry, the campaign to unlock it all, which is just a real strange decision. I thought um, personally, and I said this, it should be complete from the start. Yeah, it feels like everything's tied to that one campaign. Yeah. Where like other races, like if you look at Mario Kart, you get you you know, you earn coins for doing anything in that game and then those yeah. accumulate and get you rewards like new carts and stuff. It doesn't matter if you're playing like the campaign, like playing on your own or playing with like other people, playing online, like everything you do contributes. Yeah. Whereas this like yeah, there's one way to get things. 
and that's it. It is, yeah, it's, um, I don't think, yeah, it's track, track parts don't need to be locked. Um, there's also like a basement. You can, you can, um, deck out your basement with different walls and accessories and stuff. But again, parts of that are locked behind, um, this campaign and it's just a bit of a pain. Uh, there is also an editor. So if, if you should do want to customize the cars that, that are there or the unlock, you can change colors, you can change materials, you can do all sorts of shit. So there is like a lot of options. It, it, it is a quite a good game, but it, it could have been awesome. Um, it could have been basically Wipeout with cars. Oh, speaking of Wipeout, how good is the soundtrack in Wipeout? How shit ass is the soundtrack in Hot Wheels Unleashed? It is. Wow. It's like the same three songs or four songs. And they're not bad there's maybe one or two good ones um but it's just on repeat the whole time it's like mate get a get a bigger playlist surely hit up elijah wood and get him get his community to make some songs for you or something um anyway good game gave it seven and a half let's uh let's move on because i just fucking would not shut up bang's falling asleep she's I'm not. I've been watching the whole time (laughs) Um, don't make this up i've been so attentive um do you have any questions Oh, that, uh, oh, um, oh, uh, is it uh, both, supports both local and online yes, multiplayer? Yes, good one. Um, so there cool. are online and multiplayer, uh, hold on. there is online multiplayer and uh, couch co-op. I think online is 12 Up to four? people. On local? Two, I believe. It's just two. Oh, and I miss four. Kieran, did you, probably didn't try couch co-op, did you? No. I don't have anyone to couch, oh, yeah. couch with me. <laughs> that question didn't mean that. Do you think this is a question for both of you? If you're couch, co- uh, if you're split screening racing games, do you want vertical split screen or do you want horizontal? Horizontal. Horizontal is, all the way. And I forgot to write this in my review. It is vertical. Only. I don't oh. know if it's only. I never checked it. I only played one race with Anna. She hated it. Um, also, I won. Um, I'm more interested in seeing about my lefts and rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm interested to see what's I like. Don't, I don't care about this. Like, it's strange. It's very odd. So I don't know if you can change it, but it is vertical by default, um, and it sucked. But uh, no, it's good though. Um, anyway. Very nitpicky. I am very nitpicky. Shout outs to um, who left that comment. Let's have a look here. Let's give him a shout out. Gus Grime, my mate, big fan of the podcast. Um, Let's go to Jorts to quickly whip through what we're keen for. Is it Jorts time uh, already? In October, yeah. It's Jesus 20, Christ. 29th of September. I feel like we just did this. I know. It doesn't... Uh... Where did I put here? Um, all right, so... Bianca, you, or maybe Kieran, you haven't spoken... Oh, yeah. I, I... Oh, haven't I? Sorry. What? You just, did you say I haven't spoken much? Yeah, so as in you can share your jorts first. Call me out for being, for not contributing? No, as in, as in like, <laughs> I've just been talking for forever. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Uh, I thought that October was going to calm down a bit, but apparently not. Um, I'm very, very keen to play Alan Wake Remastered because I loved Alan Wake and after having played through Control twice, I remember how much I love Alan Wake, so I'm, I'm keen to keen to replay that. Um, I'm also tentatively keen for Jet the Far Shore. 
hopefully <laughs> in a future podcast we can discuss that. Um, Far Cry 6, obviously. Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of that. It's the sixth game in the Far Cry series. Um, it doesn't have some big big actor in it or something? It's got some some guy in it. Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> That's the one. I'll make Gus Fring. Um, yeah, I'll always like... The last couple of Far Cry games haven't been amazing, but I always find myself drawn back to the series because there is like there's something about it that's just kind of compelling. I still can't um, believe I gave Far Cry five and nine. Yeah, I can't believe that either. I, that, oh, was, fuck. that was that was in, incorrect. What am I smoking? <laughs> it was nine. incorrect. I really really love the start though. I thought Joseph C. was such a. <laughs> the game just kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a um another another Kickstarter campaign coming to fruition with the Good Life on I think it's like the fifteenth of October, um which is a game by uh, White Owl Studios who's headed up by Sweary sixty five who made the Deadly Premonition games. Um, that's probably like I've been waiting years for that, so mm. I keep forgetting yes. how close it is um so that'll be fun uh solar ash will be fun the um new game from the people behind hyper light drifter don't forget um, smurfs man i'm not gonna play smurfs <laughs> um and yeah what else is there there's a lot guardians. Oct- Oct- yeah and guardians of the galaxy even though i'm not a huge marvel fan that i don't know something about that game just looks like a lot of fun house of ashes um, probably not going to play House of Ashes, to be Fuck honest. You. Like, I want to. I haven't played the other two, though. You so don't, You, you yeah. don't have to. Um, but you got then you got Mario Party Superstars, you got Age of Back Empires 4. I played a bit of Age of Empires 4, actually. The, um, what is it? The technical preview thing. It was a lot of fun. Um, but my, uh, my surprise one for October, which only just got announced, uh, well, not only just got announced recently, but only sort of got shown off probably recently at the Nintendo Direct uh, is Voice of Cards which is by uh, yes. Yoko who's behind the Nier series um, okay. and it's a card battling RPG where everything you do in the game is card based so instead of you know having characters in the world you have like a little chess looking piece and like the world is made out of cards and you just kind of go across and the cards will flip and reveal as you go through um, and then, you know, all the, all the battles are card based, all the menus are card based. Um, they actually released a demo. They dropped a, like a demo while the Nintendo direct was on for the switch and the PS4. And I downloaded that and played through it and really, really enjoyed it. So, um, it's got a lot of humor. It's got really cool writing. It's got really cool visuals. Um, so I'm really actually quite keen to check that out. Um, nice. but yeah, I'm sure there's more as well. And October is just like, I don't know what happened. Out of nowhere. Just like John Cena, mate. Or Randy Orton or whoever it is, that wrestler that comes out of nowhere. Bianca, what, uh, what's uh, got your jaws tightening? Um, well, Alan Wake, definitely. I admittedly, I might have said this on the, on the first time I was on here, I... Got through a good chunk of it because I was told, play this before you play Control. And I loved what I played of it. And then, very naughty of me, I think as soon as I heard rumours or whispers they might do a remaster, I was like, "Mm, maybe I'll finish it when the remaster comes out. So now I've got like a little bit of best of both worlds. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that because that was super spooky, but I just, I loved all the vibes it was giving off. 
Um, I can't not say Guardians of the Galaxy because I'm, as you guys know, I'm a really big Marvel fan. And I think coming off, um, you know, I guess the last big Marvel game being the Avengers and what a bit of a uh, <laughs> disappointment, I guess, that was, um, which I, I hate saying. Um, but I am really, really looking forward to what they do with Guardians, considering they've got a different team behind it and it being purely single player and the elements of gameplay they've introduced into it. I'm, I'm so, so, so keen for it. Um, Has anyone read any of really... the previews on Guardians, just to quickly jump in? I wrote one of them. Not any of the latest oh, not the, ones. Not the newest ones. Is that the latest one? <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> the hands-on ones, sorry. I've, I've listened to a little bit and um, listened to a bit of kind of funny uh, talk about it. And Do you just pronounce it kind of funny? Yeah, sorry. I like was three um, words? I was, I was <laughs> typing, so I kind of... Mm, have you been on this internet website, kind of funny? <laughs> I kind of tuned in, tuned out, and then tuned back in. And it had a weird pause. Anyway, but um, yeah, so but, like they were talking... <laughs> They were, t- <laughs> they were talking about it, and uh, I think, I think yeah, I think Greg asked like, "What does this game look like to you?" And they were like sevens and eights kind of thing, and he's like, "Yeah, that's pretty much like what it plays like." Um, which I'm, the, I feel like I'm surprised, but I don't know why. It's I feel like I was like surprised that it's yeah, as high no, it or as well not yeah. low. That was low. The, yeah, the eights maybe not not so much, but the sevens I was I mm. kind of. I think because I think people love Marvel. Yeah, more. I think, I mean, mm. and you know, it's it's it is single player. Um, yeah, I thought maybe people were gonna go. You know, I think I, it may I, all get high scores, but um, just that, yeah, that just took me a little bit. I think it's hard. Like I'm personally like I I can separate the fact that obviously this is a different Guardians to what the movie has, and I remember when they first showed Avengers, they were like, oh that. Thor doesn't look and sound like Chris Hemsworth. And it's like, it's not supposed to be you, Goose. Like, it's not like, it's not even remotely related. So, yeah. Oh, no, 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 not God of War. Like, no, yeah, even, no, not even that. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, Like, the Avengers game, people saying that, and they're like, oh, that just looked like Chris Evans. Like, who cares? Like, this is an entirely different universe. I don't know why you would expect them to be the same. And I think I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the team in well, I mean, with the actual characters in the team of Guardians as well, mm. um, and you know, it, it was funny in I think the first lots of trailers to hear them swear as much as they did, and it's just it's just cool. Like it's, you know, I think it's good to have some familiarity, but I think it's good just to have a distinct separation. And if it, if it's gonna if they're gonna behave and look like those characters and if in the movies, that's not interesting to me. Like, you've got to be able to separate that. But anyway, yeah. Guardians is one I'm looking forward to. I can talk that's about actually, that all uh, um, night. That's a surprisingly interesting take. I don't think I've really heard a lot of. Because um, as you said, like, a lot of people sort of complain that they're not the people from the movies. So it's kind of good. Well, it was just, I think it was they, they were comparing the likeness. And obviously the majority in the mainstream is going to know them from... yeah. The likeness of the films, which is fair. Um, but it's cool that you want to see different I, takes on these characters that have... Oh, absolutely. Been... It gets too boring if things are too similar. Yeah. There you go. I think. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, now, I know we are talking about Dark Pictures before. I have... I've played Man of Medan but and I, I've never, game. unfortunately, finished um, Little Hope. I didn't get around to finishing that one. 
House of Ashes, like I, I I've got a a careful eye on because I do want to give it a go again because it is a fun one I like to stream or have a few friends around to play for like movie nights and do stuff. Um, uh, a bit of a weird, I don't know if it's a weird one because my friends know I have very deep passion for this game. Yes. Uh, Tet- Tetris Effect Connected, um, <laughs> which sounds really... That's right. People, um, I, so like it was on Game Pass. When it first came to Game Pass, I didn't play anything else until I finished that story mode and I was deeply obsessed. The only way I could play it was headphones really loud and there's a picture of me actually from the weekend when I uh, hung out with a few friends and uh, I was like, I was like, it's gamer time. We're playing Tetris Effect Connected, couch co-op. And I'm standing like on the couch with the controller in my hands. I'm like, let's go. Like I like, I, I love that game and I love what they do with it. That's coming to the Switch, I believe, in October. Um, so if I could take that around with me everywhere, mm. that would be wicked. Um, but yeah, those are the main few I'm looking forward to. And then there was a game that caught my eye called um, Brain Meltdown into Despair, yeah. where you need to control two characters, but just by yourself. So it's not a co-op game, um, which looks very interesting. It would definitely test my patience, but uh, it, it looks really cute. I think it looks you know awesome. Who would jump in um, if, they were, if they were on the podcast here and... They would tell you that they finished Portal, uh, Portal Two by themselves with uh, two controllers, but one person, Ken right. Stockton. Every time he's on the podcast, he he manages to fit that <laughs> little story in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a good good little list. Um, for for me, yeah, Alan Wake remastered. I'm also keen to check out Hell Let Loose, which is the Australian made World War Two multiplayer game, um, made by I want to say Black Matter. I think they're a Sydney based. Studio, so yeah, that looks pretty cool. There's also another game called Rainbow Billy and the Curse of the Leviathan. It's like a cartoony sort of um, looking game. It looks quite cool. Um, so yeah, if you can give uh, that one a crack. Also, you know, your Far Cry 6, um, NHL 22. I do love my ice hockey, so keen for that. House of Ashes, very keen to play. That's pretty much it for me for jorts this month oh there's a game called dad dish what's that about maybe check it out um writers republic <laughs> maybe i'll play but whatever yeah that's uh that's pretty much me for um oh nerf legends fuck yeah get it in me um but yeah cool all right uh let's quickly go through the news we won't go too much because we'd pretty much just do a facebook read and just read the headlines because uh, we have sort of, I've definitely crapped on a lot tonight. Yep. <sighs> I know, right. <laughs> um, so Marvel's Avengers is coming speed to read. Game Pass oh, yep. this go. week. The speed read? Yeah, speed read. Just go. Just fly <laughs> through the news. Uh, yeah, so Marvel's Avengers is coming to speed... I can't, can't do it <laughs> too, too quick. Um, so yeah, it's coming to Game Pass. Hopefully, it should give that game uh, a little bit more life uh, and a, a bigger player base. Uh, the beta for the, sorry, the open beta for Battlefield twenty forty two has been the dates for that have been announced, which will be October eight to nine. If you're just a normal uh, consumer, but if you're a person who likes to pre order, you'll get early access on October six and seven. Coming to all platforms, PS5, PS4, Series XS, uh, Xbox One, and the PC. Preload will start uh, October 5th. 
uh, which should be daylight saving, so it might even be off uh, 6 p.m. here. Uh, we'll skip that one for the moment. The Witcher has been renewed for season three um, alongside a animated a movie and a kids series. Uh, more Witcher is always good, so cool for that. Uh, Nvidia GeForce Now Beta has launched in has launched in Australia. So you can you can go. There's a link on the website. The Holly is done. Um, there's a link and there's a link inside the, the website. Oh, the website. The article. Sorry, uh, where you can go and sign up for a chance to be a part of that beta. Uh, Quantic Dream is rumored to be working on a Star Wars game. I didn't realize that was this week. Fuck, it feels like a week ago, like ages ago. Um, Adam's not here to, you know, get all excited about that, but. Cool. Whatever. Fuck David uh, Cage. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what's like really weird? Oh, speaking of David Cage, so they did you see the results about his court battle, or not his court battle, but the Corner Dreams court battle? I didn't. So they they won. I think they won the major case against him. Um, but they'd lost another one or something like that. Anyway, right. but so, but it's all a bit weird how like this reporting on this Star Wars thing has seemed to like totally forget, you know, that those quotes that he apparently said in court. So you know, yeah, well, I mean, it's Wars, like it's that's that's the news cycle, isn't it? Like hmm. CEO or game developer or company does something shitty. And then they announce something new, and everyone's like, "Oh, something new!" Yeah, but, but like, but you look at the the um, the tripwire thing, where the C, uh, the president or whatever tweeted out that you know he was in support of those yeah. shitty Texan laws, and then you know, within like thirty six hours, he was he was gone. Yeah. Um. Here, you know, David Cage said some shitty stuff, and you know, nothing. But much. Star Wars, mate. Star Wars, I know, right? <laughs> Maybe David Cage has the force. Um. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so the... Okay, we'll save that bit for later. Um, PS Plus games have been announced for October. I don't they've been, they've been leaked. Oh, leaked, so sorry. This, this could be wrong, but uh, it looks pretty convincing. Uh, oh, sweet. So it's got Hell Let Loose. Yeah. Nice. Um, which is coming to PS5 for you PS5 owners, which is about 12 of you. More Kombat X uh, and PGA Tour 2K21. That's a pretty good... Um, a good list um xbox games of gold man they just need to give that up just mm-hmm. just get rid of it uh kieran you want to quickly talk about dolby vision what can you tell us about that well i can tell you a little bit about it but it's a little bit of a weird announcement and this is a very i think this is a very microsoft announcement because they came out i think it was like yesterday um yeah yesterday and said hey like we've got uh we've implemented Dolby Vision on the Xbox uh, Series X and Series S uh, with over 100 games supported either already or in the very near future, including Halo Infinite. Um, And then they didn't say any of the other games. So they've announced Dolby Vision support, which is very cool because Dolby Vision is essentially HDR on steroids. Um, But they haven't said how to see it or what to play to see it. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a non-announcement unless you go digging, I guess. Um, I think the one I've seen that does support it is Gears 5. And I think they showed off, there was some comparison videos somewhere that did look very, very convincing. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's a cool thing. Um, if you've got like a you know, twenty twenty or twenty twenty one TV or above from like most of the major brands, um, you'll get, you know, the next next level up from HDR and a lot of titles. And I think that's going to apply to like the audio auto HDR like classic titles as well. Uh, in the future, but um, yeah, it's just a weird one. Like I re- I mm-hmm. saw that announcement. I was like, cool. I want to go have a look and see what works. And I was like, there's there's nothing. There's no list. There's no. <laughs> information not even just like here's five games that work that you can play yeah. right now here's what's on game pass that has it that you can play right now like yeah interesting well speaking of odd and bizarre xbox announcements this is not listed here because i don't think we i don't think we, we covered it but um there was a tweet that dropped maybe an hour or two after the, the nintendo direct last week um from a non-verified account which is like at the initiative or whatever its handle is, um, that basically announced that per- the Perfect Dark reboot uh, is going to be co-developed by Crystal Dynamics. So at first glance, you could easily think that this is just, you know, a troll. Some fake accounts launched and done this. But this is actually real. Um, so it's, the, it's Microsoft's bloody pool of golden developers their double a sorry quad a um studio but they've now pulled in another developer to help them finish a reboot for an existing ip uh it's it's all i'm sure they've got their reasons but it's all a bit weird um and as ryan Caffrey, I always get confused with his name in the bloody internet uh, <laughs> antivirus. Um, I think that's his name. I think you he, got he, it. Yeah, so he did say that the timing of this sort of Im- implies that Microsoft didn't really anticipate this to be overly well received. Um, it's just, it's just a very strange thing. Like mm. they've been sort of, you know, they've been showing off this studio, you know, this, oh, it's got X Naughty Dog developers, it's got X this developers, it's this, it's this big, like, you know, pool of amazing talent. And yet their first game is is a reboot. Um, and now they're bringing in outside assistance to finish it. Um, so there's so there's a couple of reasons. And one of the reasons uh, that I thought is also um, what old mate uh, McCaffrey did say, but apparently you know, maybe that the COVID impacts of, are quite um severe, not severe but like you know they've pushed this timeline out further than they want so they're going to try and finish it as soon as possible and bringing on extra help will allow them to meet a shorter or an earlier deadline anyway that's news karen you got any thoughts on that before i find the next bit um i'm just excited to see what a uh, 7a development team <laughs> uh, can put out uh yeah, well, so the, the, the studio head of the initiative was the ex-studio head of Crystal Dynamics, I believe. I can't remember his name, but... Yeah, he so he's is... just like, oh, I know I know a guy. Yeah, that's I it. know some guys. I'll call him up. We'll get um, this done. <laughs> uh, speaking he of took some initiative, things... you could say. Oh, speaking of initiative, <laughs> Sorry. get it done. <laughs> um, Netflix has uh, bought its first game studio. Oh! Um, uh, and I 
I don't really know what the studio is, but they're the ones that develop Oxfam Free. Uh, Night School. That's it, Night School. Um, so, yeah, that's that. That's cool. So, they looks like they're definitely going in on that game is on uh, on game development so that's very very cool all right two more things and then we'll, and then we'll call it call it a day speaking of days um the last of us had its uh, celebration day last week i don't know what, no this week i don't know what day it is anymore um was it this week it was monday yeah uh sunday yeah. night or monday morning something yeah. like that and normally this would be just whatever uh you know it's kind of weird that this game has its own day to begin with, but, you know, capitalism, what do you do? Um, but this year felt like that maybe, maybe we might get something juicy. So Last of Us Part 2 released last year. Everyone knows that there's a multiplayer project in the works. We didn't see it at uh, the PS5 Showcase. It's also been rumoured that there's a Last of Us remake, re, yeah, remake on the cards. Um, we didn't see any of this here. I, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. No, I'm. Um, <laughs> uh, I did hope that maybe that that they would actually show something of worthy significance rather than just here's more fucking statues and more merch to buy. Um, and this even felt like a good opportunity for them to announce like a ps5 patch for the game you know with extra bells and whistles maybe if there even are any that like can be added but we got none of that um and i know that a few outlets were running stories on that you know news on on multiplayer rumored to be at last for state or whatever but you know that stuff never came we did get a very 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 minor acknowledgement of that project they just sort of said that they're hiring at the moment um, but the biggest thing we got was that little uh, screenshot uh, or the the image of um, the TV show, which shows Joel and Ellie, and I've, I know the actors, but I can't remember their names again. Pedro, yeah. Pedro Pascal and is it Bella? Uh, um, I forget her last name, but yeah. But those two. It's not Ramsey, is it? No, that's... Those are people. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm keen for the show, but again, it just, it just felt very much... It was bit of a nothing. Hey, here's a picture of their backs looking at a plane crash. At a field. <laughs> In a field, yeah. Um, so it was a bit nothing. So... It is Bella Ramsey. Oh, nice. <laughs> I want to quickly ask, uh, do you think this game should have its own day? I mean, Maybe 10 years ago. Like, I'm, like I ago, feel... And, and wasn't even out then. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's not, I'm, I'm over-exaggerating. Yeah, no, um, I um, feel like we're kind of past that now. I feel like when when you told me there was going to be a Last of Us day, I was like, oh, you know, I, I wonder what they're going to announce. Like, it must be really big. Well, it just, it just then, felt like they were going to, because they made, like, a, a PlayStation blog, and maybe I haven't paid enough attention in, in the past to these things. Um, but maybe it's just because Last of Us is still fresh in, in you know in my in my mind from last year that i was wanting and i'm i'm very keen to see what this uh multiplayer project is because it sounds like because it, it's a standalone project by the sounds of it so it's going to be more i think than just a factions mode um 
you know. I I don't know if I've ever outwardly said this, and everyone might come for me now after I say this. Have it. Because I know I told you, Zach, that I've played The Last of Us, and I enjoy The Last of Us, the first one. But I, I do... Don't do it. I... Oh, I think it's, like, a little, little overrated. Like, I, I really like it. I enjoyed it. Fucking... You had to do it when Kieran was here. But... I'm sorry. I, I thought both of you really liked it. I I, look, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I, I think the problem is I, I got the first one hyped up for me so much. Mm. And I was one of the very few people who hadn't played it. And I, I, like, I, like, I could have, like, a whole hour talking about what I thought about the first one. But I just feel, if I'm going to be really honest now, when they're like, oh, Last of Us Day, I was like, oh, like, come on. Like, we're, like... I. I agree with that. I though. don't know. I'll, I'll just shut up now. I, but I, just... I do agree. Like, I think it's it's ridiculous that this game has its own day. It's a bit much. I think it doesn't even deserve its own TV show. Mm, I, I would just to be honest. <laughs> because, <laughs> no. Neither because games attend to me, though, so. Yeah, well, no. Um, I love it. I... I think, I think it could do really well as a TV show. I don't <sighs> Mate, it's by the guy who did Chernobyl. That's when just people... an amazing TV show. <laughs> That's enough to get me humble. Any t- anytime I have to explain myself about why I think that the original Last of Us is overrated, and I quite like the second one, um, my argument is always that if you look at the gameplay, it's pretty basic. Like, it's not mm-hmm. overly that good. And then everyone's defense is always, oh, but the story is amazing. But at the same time the best story in a video game is still nowhere near as good as the best stories in film and TV. So I don't think that a TV adaptation of an average video game story is going to make for good TV. What do you, I actually have no idea the answer to this, but what do you think of the Witcher in terms of its, its game versus TV show adaptation? I, I can give my perspective on it as someone who... Loves um, <laughs> No, No, not just that. I also really love um, Yennefer as well, but never mind. Um, I watched the series first, then played a bit of the game, and then read a little bit of the book. Um, as someone who didn't have too much experience with the game and didn't know too much about it, really, really, really enjoyed it. Were they being a little bit too clever with the interweaving timelines i think so just a little yeah, bit like it, yeah i was like mm, okay like i know you're trying to be clever but kind of whatever um on the whole i really really did enjoy it um and it made me want to play the game more and i know there's so much more like i know how big that game is and how much of a commitment mm-hmm. that is too um but yeah that's just my perspective as someone who played the game the after difference with the witcher as well before. is that like both the game and the show are separately based on the book or on the books. Mm. It's not that the show is based on the game. No, but the but the game obviously skyrocketed it to popularity. Yeah. Like, there wouldn't be a TV show if the game wasn't made, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, or at least maybe not to this extent, like, like budget I just I just think, like, yeah, the way I see it, like, the, the story in The Last of Us is good for a video game, but I don't think it would be good for a TV show. I just think with the TV show with The Last of Us, like I I wasn't really hooked on The Last of Us until it hit like winter and like the events that led up to how the previous mm. season had ended. Um, I just hope if they do do the TV show, 
there's not a lot of just dead like filler. Yeah. Like the Walking Dead episodes. There's, there's a lot like of potential Dead. for them That's to what I'm like. There's a lot about. of potential for them to fill it out with like the side characters and like the um, Firefly factions and like have kind of a lot of that mm. Walking Dead style drama and stuff in there. So like, mm. hopefully that's the direction they're taking it. But yeah, Yanko, did did you play um, Left Behind? Which was the DLC? No, that was really good. Left Behind was really good. Yeah, that, that was really good. If you, I mean, it's probably. Well, I mean, yeah, you can always go back and play it now, but um, mm. that was that was very very good. That was one of my favorite DLCs. Um, anyway, let's let's move on <laughs> from the Last of Us because that like that got way uh, <laughs> that was way further than what I was expecting. But That's what you get with this podcast. I know, but you have just reminded me. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant now because just oh, just no. two minute rant, just, just oh, no. a small rant, just a little tiny rant. But I don't like to get too sucked into things that I'm not confident are even real. Yet I found myself obsessed to a degree with this game that we've spoken about here before called The Day Before which is essentially The Last of Us and The Division clone. Kieran's shaking his head. It's made by a Russian developer and a Russian publisher, I believe, with basically the sketchiest history going around. It looks, for me, it ticks every box I want from that MMO, multiplayer, online, Rust, survival-style game. Like, like I do quite like playing that, those games like with my mates, and this just is like the perfect mix of, of like gameplay and 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 world anyway this isn't the one that got a uh, had like a trailer shown recently was it mm. they're around a campfire like i'm confusing it for something maybe. else maybe there was like so like that was stalker so no nah, oh yeah. no sorry i'm thinking but stalker sorry my there bad there was something with a fight yeah so there was anyway i won't go in, into it too much but basically when they announced it uh, earlier in the year they said q2 2021 q2 uh came and went nothing Okay, okay, yeah, it happens. Um, then they've announced this mega event for September. We're now at the 29th of September, as of recording. They've retweeted, they, they tweeted out a video uh, in the middle of this month, basically saying that at this event, they will announce a release date, which is in September. It's, it's now the 29th. We're about to hit, we're fucking two hours away from the last day of the month and there's no date, no information whatsoever about this event. And I'm just, I'm furious. I'm butthurt. I am an entitled gamer and I want my fucking release date. So <laughs> give it to me. Um, but yeah, like, it is very, very interesting. Like reading like the reddits and shit like that about this game. Cause people are just furious. And it is on one hand, I do agree with them cause it is very, very poorly communicated. I mean, if you don't have, a date don't put a date on it i believe um and if you're gonna ha- have a... have they not given any sorry have they got not given any communication between that quarter two announcement to this mega event not about well, anything just, not really. so they've sort of changed the date like on steam to like coming soon and that sort of stuff and but they've said that the release date will be announced at this mega event um and they, they did this like bullshit like roll out of this mega event tease right it was like an image you know when they do like puzzle pieces of, of like an image and it was over like 10 tweets right it was this image that each day they had like a new block of this image and it was like mega event in september 
um, and then nothing for weeks. And then they were like, hey, the release date will be announced at the mega event. And that was like the middle of, of, of the month, and now it's the end, end of the month. And there's no fucking date. There's no game. The game's not even real. I bet you it's a fucking scam. Classic. Anyway, I'm hooked. I want it. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's the Last of Us multiplayer in disguise. Maybe, well, it's got the Last of Us uh, font. Anyway, we're going, we're going way, <laughs> way, way too long than what I was expecting. But the biggest news of the week, the Nintendo Direct. Kieran, you probably watched it. I didn't read any of it. Um, anything you want to share from that, aside from the big, big news about the movie? Uh, yeah, so... I mean, I'm sure that, like, this was actually a pretty good direct, I think. For most people, there should have been, like, something for everyone. Um, but definitely some of the bigger bigger news, bits of news to come out of it are um, the, the fact that uh, there's a new fully 3D Kirby platformer coming called Kirby and the Forgotten Land, um, which it looks like it's set in like almost like Nintendo's flavor of a, of a post-apocalyptic world, which is very, very cool. Um, I think, like, uh, Bianca and I were saying before, like, people like straight away we're making drawing parallels to the last of us with like the overgrown city and the abandoned shopping malls and stuff. So that looks very cool. Um, Square Enix is doing a new, uh, Chocobo racing game. Uh, so, you know, a kart racer featuring the adorable yellow birds from final fantasy. Um, I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, but, um, probably one of the, the biggest things is the fact that Nintendo 64 and Sega mega drive, games are coming to the nintendo switch online service so that's adding on to the existing uh nintendo and super nintendo library um the n64 one wasn't too much of a shock i think everyone was expecting game boy because that's still kind of long been long rumored um not off the cards at all but they you know haven't announced it yet so yeah they announced um n64 and everyone was like you know cool very very cool uh and then they went ahead and announced sega mega drive or Genesis, depending on where you live, uh, which is a bit of a curveball. But um, yeah, you'll be able to access those with an expansion pack for the subscription, which is a very Nintendo thing to do. Um, so I guess there's yeah, there's a, an extra premium you'll pay on top of the normal Nintendo Switch Online subscription to get access to those libraries. But um, it does also mean that if you are a subscribed member, you have the ability to purchase brand new wireless Nintendo 64 and Sega Mega Drive controllers uh, that will work on the Switch. Do we know how Switch. much that price increase is? They haven't announced it yet. Well, I, I didn't, haven't seen that they announced it yet. Um, I, like, it kind of... It, it makes a little bit of sense because their service was, like, very, very cheap. It is currently very, very cheap. It's, like, 30 bucks for a year. Um, and yeah. you get, you know, those existing NES and Super NES games. So I guess, you know, they're adding a, quite a bit of value to that. And maybe just didn't want to automatically bump everybody up to a higher price point, so they're allowing you to add on to it. Um, it's almost you're almost just paying a separate subscription, basically, for those two libraries of games, which kind of makes sense. I I think like when I compare the online subscriptions for like Xbox and PlayStation to the Nintendo, like Nintendo's like cheapest yeah. chips. Um, so I feel like I don't know, like. I, <laughs> Like, in one in one breath, I want to be like, oh, you know, should be so lucky that we have the subscription that's so cheap. But you know, it's just like thinking, oh my god, I have to pay more for this. Yeah, extra stuff. Like, I th- like I get it, but then also like it's. I think yeah, I think it. If what it means in the future, in which I, I I'm kind of assuming here, but I think if what it means in the future is that you have multiple 
add-ons to that subscription that you can uh, you can purchase um, based on the retro stuff that you specifically want to play. So, like, say, you know, they've done N64 and Sega, Genesis, uh, Sega Mega Drive now, and it's, for example, let's say it's an extra three bucks a month. Maybe you don't want that, but when they bring out Game Boy and something else for another three bucks a month, you can just get that one. So, you know, like kind of breaking up the different platforms, uh, like piecemeal like that, I think like I'd be into that. Um, you know, if you don't care about one, you know, instead of paying a flat 12 bucks a month, like you do on the other platforms, if you only care about one specific set of games, you can just subscribe to those. Do you reckon they do it that way? Yeah. I, considering they're calling this like an expansion pack for the subscription, I think that that's what they're aiming for. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like it's better than playing a flat rate for everything if you're not going to use it all. And it's also better than the old system of buying the retro games individually for like 10 bucks each. Mm. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. Uh, nice. And then there was the, <laughs> there was the movie. <laughs> there was the Mario movie, which uh, started with the announcement of Chris Pratt as Mario and the world collectively groaned. Uh, because odd, what a, a, like what a bad casting decision. B like nobody liked Chris Pratt anymore because he's a Hillsong jerk. Uh, is he really? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so, you know, Mario is, it's canon for Mario to be a homophobe now. Um, but like, then they followed that up with like, probably like the best cast of that they could have possibly could have chosen for everyone else. Like, I don't th- Jack Black is Jack Bowser. Black is Bowser. Charlie Day is Luigi. Um, oh my god, Charlie Day is Luigi. I've seen so many good memes. <laughs> fucking uh, Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Like that's Anya, so good. Anya Taylor like, Joy just, is Peach. It... Like it's just like <laughs> it's it's next level. And then they fucking ruined it with the main character. Who um, if you were in charge of the casting, who would you give Mario to? Charles Martinet, who is getting a cameo in the movie. But, like, the original voice of Mario, the guy that's been playing him for, like, 25 years. He's in the movie, but he's not playing Mario. Yeah. Right. But how could you have him and then have Charlie Day, like, alongside, like, that seemed, like... (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I... If you've got the original voice actor, why wouldn't you use the original voice actor? And then, and like, why wouldn't you be like, oh, sorry, you're not Mario in the movie. You're not the character you've been playing for 25, 30 years in the movie, but we still want you to be in it. I would it's have like been Scooby-Doo. like Scooby Doo. It's like what they did did with Matthew Lillard, yeah. didn't they? Like with that Matthew new Lillard. like Scooby Doo movie, and they didn't even ask him. I would have, I would have just been like fuck you. Oh, but Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Amazing casting. Like who better? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. He's, he's so beast. weird. Um, um, he's a weapon on uh, social media too. He always just roasts people. It's great. He's um, great. I love him. But yeah, yeah, he's good. Maybe Danny DeVito as Mario. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh i'm trying to even just have the whole always sunny or john cars. goodman john how about john liguiziamo no okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> i tried to join in the conversation uh nice one do we know when that film's coming out it was 2022 awesome? uh december 2022 okay I think, yeah end of next okay. year nice one all right cool I think it's um, animated by the same people who did Despicable Me. If there's a, if there's a single, Me, right? if there's a single, single minion, minion in this film, I will 
finish watching it and then be annoyed. <laughs> um, alright. Oh, well, we nearly hit the two hour mark because we've <laughs> just, I told you. We've waffled on about how shit Last of Us is. I didn't say it was no, bad. I did. I'm just saying <laughs> it's overrated. Um, yeah. Hot yeah. Wheels, Waffle Unleashed. Um, anything you want to talk about off-topic-wise? Can we talk about sex education? <gasps> I haven't seen a new season. Sorry. Okay. Maybe just take your headphones off. <laughs> I'll take my headset off. Okay. No, you don't have to. It's fine. No, we're just... not going to drop spoilers. We're not going to drop spoilers for like the just oh, released season. No, I want to take my headset off. No, we're not going to, we're not going to talk no. about the brand new season. It's too new. Um, um, oh, okay. Good. Karen, but you've watched it. So you didn't watch it before, did you? you I never watched it before because See, I passed I it off. I told you on this podcast, I reckon I need someone to back me up. No, you did. Least... you did. You did. And you just were like, nah, fuck you. What do you know? Because you Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just, I always looked at it and I like, I can't stand like teen sex comedy style, yeah. like films and stuff. And yeah, I just kind right. of kept passing it off as that, but it is so it much does. more than that. It's so much better than that. Um, I can't, I binged like all three seasons yeah, in nice. like less than a week. Um, so yeah, I, um... it's, it's great. Like the, like the, the writing is great, the characters are great, the like photography is great, like yeah, everything is so good about it. And it's and it it feels um even as like a like an older kid now, it feels uh, very relatable. Um, You're an older kid now. <laughs> you know, like I'm still a kid. At, I'm still I'm still a kid at heart. But I'm no, kinda, it does. Like I I think like the best sentiment I've seen come out of it from like people online is like, I wish that I had that show when I was that age. Yeah. yeah. I would have yeah. come to so many more realizations about myself. Yeah. So much faster. Um, yeah. It's, it's very good. Uh, no spoilers, but I wasn't a massive fan of the ending. So, um, are they doing another one? Not going to answer that question. They've, no, they oh. they um they announced that in yeah, they, they announced like a few days ago that they've yeah. secured it th- oh. in the fourth season. So I was gonna be like, maybe if I don't say anything, she won't save news for. <laughs> um, but yes, they have they have done a fourth because this one's been very very popular. Um, I think this is like the most I've seen it on social media. I feel like the first two yeah, didn't like it I as, think so as too. Much, um, airtime, but yeah, loved it. Absolutely loved. Loved it, but the ending or parts of the ending, not the full ending, but there was parts of the ending that I didn't quite like. And uh, Karen, I'll talk to you about those privately. So if you haven't watched it, definitely get on it. Um, I'm up to the second last episode of Chapel Wait. Still pretty cool. Keen to finish that next week when the, well, I think it's the last episode. I'm guessing it's got eight episodes. It might not. Might have, might have more. Uh, and that's it for me. Should we call it a night? I think so. Yeah, it's fucking late. Well, it's not late. Yeah, got to have my dinner. Yes, yeah, all right. Well, what's on the menu? Um, what's he cooked tonight? He's cooked a curry or something. It's really good. Something in the pressure cooker. God, I love my nice. pressure cooker. Very nice. Well, enjoy. <gasps> so good. Uh, I will. If any of you listeners are looking for a feast, you can go feast on the content over at www.wellmarvelplate.com. <laughs> 
Com.au. That's got to be your worst one. I know, it was bad. Wow. It was bad, but I had to do it. Uh, you can go to, also, you've got to give big shout-outs here. Uh, we love shout-outs. Um, big Harry has done a review on InSound Mine. He gave it a 6.5 out of 10. You can check that out. Uh, big Mark Isaacson, he made his well-played debut with uh, reviewing a game called Dandy Ace. The review's online. He gave it an 8 out of 10. And I think... By the time this review goes, I mean, this podcast goes live, yeah, it will. Um, James Wood also made his well played debut with a review for A Juggler's Tale, which I think he gave a five or five and a half. Oh, no, I wanted that that. to be good. Yeah, same. Um, So, yeah, you can check those out all on the website. Uh, And yeah, look forward to checking, 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 checking. Look forward to episoding next week. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) This is the end. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.